0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle, and now your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, we are recording. After a whole lot of travel here in 2020, uh, I've been traveling like a madman, and just looking forward to actually hanging out on the microphone, because I haven't actually touched this thing in probably a week and a half. So... Uh, With that established, we're going to be talking today about failure and why it's not just so important to overcome it, but uh, maybe some of the trials and tribulations of coaching around it. But let me give you the quick background here on our newest guest co-host who's going to help us understand more about this. So, teaser, he is called the fail coach. Uh, But as far as a little bit of background on him, his business coach. He's forged his approach to helping entrepreneurs and business executives by using a monumental personal failure and eventual redemption to help get others where they need to go to find their personal success and fulfillment. This guy's got a crazy backstory going back to, I mean, we're going to go back possibly as early as 18 years of age uh, and advance forward towards a you know net worth of You know, $15 so there's a lot of uh, stuff happening in between. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the fail coach himself, Miha Vatlievsky, welcome to the show, sir.
0: Well, hello, Scott. It's a pleasure to be your guest.
1: Yeah. And remember, you're our co-host, so you and I have equality today. (laughs) And uh, if for some reason you had a question that pops up while you and I are hanging out, feel free to ask it back to me.
0: (laughs) Okay, I sure will.
1: So, so, uh, you and I joked around a little bit before setting up this appointment and getting the show rolling. woman and you, I'm just gonna jump right into it. You never planned on calling yourself the fail coach. This was never initially a, a business or a brand, <laughs> but life happens and you ended up
0: here. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh... You know, they they say you become an expert when you do, what, 10,000 hours of something? Yes. Uh, So, yeah, I guess I did the equivalent of failing on a monumental level. And, uh, yeah, I guess that qualifies me to be the fail coach. I I do Uh, love
1: that. I love that. Monumental failure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I mean, the whole thing happened really uh, after a few beers with a friend. Mm. And like when I was already out of the whole thing, when I I already realized uh, how powerful it is if you embrace failure. And, uh, you know, he said, like, you're constantly talking about failure this, failure that, you need healthy relationship with failure. Every story that you tell starts with, I did this and I failed miserably. And then this is what I did to, you know, succeed. And he said, like, why wouldn't you be the fail coach? And I don't know whether it was a few beers or I really <laughs> like the idea without that as well. Uh, but the more I talk about it, the more I live it, the more I do it, uh, the more connected I am with the whole idea of being the fail coach. I,
1: I love it. And I like to take a piece out of what you were just saying, which is, you know, obviously I already have hinted that you you actually figured it out enough to create like four successful businesses like that built up a net worth of fifteen million. And something I want to establish for our listeners is that I didn't always sit down and have chats with multimillionaires. And actually recently I I, ha- I got to hang out with a few of them. And the interesting thing enough is what you've just talked about, which is I've never been around these gentlemen. Actually one of them was a lady as well too, and none of them started off the conversation about oh, I got this, I got that, you know, me, 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 success, success, success. Usually they start talking about one of their trials, tribulations, you know, one of their failures, uh, or one of the crash and burn moments. And that's the common thread. They're always hungry for more. And they also have learned that it's better to, I I think, I think they've learned it's better to share the mistakes that are made and maybe be a little bit humble. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, when when like when you really understand what failure is and um you start seeing the power of failure because you know when you're an entrepreneur so what what's the one thing that's unique to all entrepreneurs apart from we all want freedom it's that we are we all have these crazy big goals you know that's an entrepreneur if you don't have those crazy big goals uh, i think you are a business owner So entrepreneurs, we want to change the world. We want to influence and impact people and, you know, like just crazy stuff. That ain't going to happen in your comfort zone. It just won't. I mean, no magic happens in the comfort zone. So if you want to achieve those crazy goals, you really need to push yourself out of the comfort zone, like 24-7. And so... When you're doing things for the first, second, third time, that's when you're out of the comfort zone. After you've done it for 10, 15, 20 times, it becomes your new comfort zone. Hmm. So when you're doing things for the first time, I mean, what's the likelihood of you succeeding on the first try? Very, very small. Unless you you got uh,
1: the Irish pot of gold and maybe you're just that lucky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, sometimes, of course, it happens. You know, like, I mean, uh, sometimes somebody wins the jackpot as well. Uh, but the likelihood is is highly in favor of you failing the first, the second time. So the reality is that you will fail much more on the way to success. Of course, those successes will by far overweight the failures. Mm. But when you start understanding that power, and so what usually happens to people who wrongly understand failure or who don't have The healthy relationship with failure yet is you fail at something, and then you start having these negative emotions, usually very huge negative emotions. Then you start with the negative self talk. Mm -hmm. Then you start, you know, asking the universe universe crazy questions that will not yield any answers, like, oh, you know, why God? Like, what have I done to this world? I mean, it's not going to yield any results. That's the fact and and so the better your relationship is so you, that you snap immediately and you ask yourself good questions and and move forward the faster you will reach success that's the reality so
1: and i love it because we've talked about failure on the show before too uh, because it totally connects on health business and lifestyle uh we a lot of people want to try out training for a triathlon to have a healthier lifestyle. And maybe the first go at it might not go that well. Uh, I'm one of them. You know, I haven't given up. I'm still going to figure out that whole swimming piece. Got the biking, got the running down. Let's connect it back to, you know, fitness. You're going into the gym and you try a new movement and, and you feel kind of embarrassing because maybe you don't know how to do it. That's why you got to go talk to coaches and, and, and instructors and trainers. Uh, and back to business. Uh, I can't tell you how many people be making the decision to become a business owner and entrepreneur is not easy. I've struggled with it as well. And I think one of the biggest reasons why I didn't do it when I was younger was because there was a big fear factor, the unknown, right? Uh, oh, taking the corporate job is the easier route. because And not, that's not that easy either. But I worked my butt off. I had a clear path. They told me exactly what I had to do to advance and move up and achieve that title and achieve that salary. So it was almost a little bit easier. Uh, and then you look at the entrepreneurial space and it's like, wholly unknown, you know, wow, what am, I, what am I doing? There's a lot of risk here. Uh, and so many people I've seen try the side hustle. And the first time it crashes and burns, they go right back to the jobby job or they're afraid to continue on. And I say side hustle, because you don't have to go full steam ahead into your into full-time thing. You know, limp it along like I did for a couple of years and figure it out in your free time.
0: So how do you like to respond on that? I mean, yes, um, I fully agree. Uh, You don't have to quit everything uh, first day. I mean, we entrepreneurs, we are different. We have different wants. We have different needs. You know, uh, some people, um, they're just okay with making 5, 10K a month. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Maybe when they reach 10K, their goals will change. And they will say, oh, now I see up to 50. When they reach 50, they can go, you know, not everybody starts with, Um, You know, you wake up one morning and you say, oh, I want to be the first trillionaire in the world. Not everybody does that. Um, So it's like the first thing is you need to know thyself, Mm -hmm. figure out who you are, what you want, what are your priorities. You know, not everybody wants to hustle, hustle, grind, grind 24 seven. And I mean, in all honesty, like that's like the biggest BS ever. Uh, but
1: okay. Um, I, I like, well, hold on, let's pause on that. I like that. Cause I, you don't have to say it, but I'll say it. That directly ties to a persona that I know, like Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. I mean, he even wrote yeah. a book, a best-selling book called crush it. And I, I mean, I'm a power word guy. I love that aggressive go, go, go. I come from a sales professional background. I help sales professionals with that type of stuff. And there is a big motivation and, you know, thing to keep you going. But I also agree with that. It's like, because I'm a health and fitness nut, and why I have this show is like, guys, like, you still have to have proper sleep cycles. You still have to be on nutrition. So people say, I'm too busy to eat, or I'm too busy. Oh, you know what? I'm going to cut my sleep back. What you're building is a cascading effect of negative results because you can only go so long that way. You're going to burn out. You're going to, I mean, you, you're going to reach a point where roughly your website, ladies and gentlemen, fail.coach is the site. I was literally ready to throw myself over the balcony. I mean, pretty strong statement. <laughs> but people start have to say that when they're burning themselves out.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, burnout can be uh, different. Uh, it can be health burnout. You can burn out through your resources. Um, you can burn out your family and friends in a way mm. where they say, well, you know, effort. it. You know, we don't want to, you know, stay in the same house because you're not here anymore mm. um so there's different ways how that burnout can manifest and the thing is i mean if if you are hustling 24 7 like are you even really an entrepreneur oh good i mean oh nice we, like, i like where you're like, going with this like, i mean where's that freedom
1: yeah if you're tied Honestly, to it and everything is completely dependent on you uh, then yeah. what, what, where's, your, where's your freedom? So.
0: Yeah, I mean, the key is in having a system that you trust, a system that you can walk away when you want because the greatest freedom is the freedom of choice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The easiest one is the freedom of money. When you don't have it, it seems like the hardest, but whoever reached at least multiple six-figure points knows that money is the easiest. What they struggle the most with is the freedom of time.
1: And also keeping it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, freedom of time comes from having a system that you can rely on, that you trust. Uh, That's the key. And when you have both the freedom of time and the freedom of money, that's when you have the freedom of choice. And yes, you might choose that you still want to work in your company. I mean, for example, you know, me. Um, I have a good system behind me that does everything that I hate and I do things that I love. I can't imagine I mean when I go on a vacation, I make sure that I go to at least one meetup a day. I need to be surrounded with entrepreneurs, and then with those entrepreneurs from the meetup, you know I, I make arrangements for lunch tomorrow or for a few brewskis or something like that. Yeah. So I love being surrounded with entrepreneurs It's, it's like it's in my DNA yeah. that's why I love doing the interviews So, but, I like but, doing the zoom calls?
1: I think what you even established there is that. Yes, I'm going to go take a trip, but I'm still going to, you know, do that surrounding myself thing cuz that's what makes you happy. It's what you enjoy. So yeah. some some will still call that work. But if you find it fun, you've actually established one of the goals, right? Is you want to do something that you enjoy so much that it doesn't feel like work. And yes. for you, it's like, hey, I'm going to go do a meetup and hang out and have a drink and, and make connections and then maybe follow up and have lunch tomorrow. So great, yeah. I've already I've already scored my lunch plans for the next day and I had no game plan. This was supposed to be a fun trip and it is. Uh, yeah,
0: but yeah. but you can't say that that's hustling. You know, yeah. the way hustling is represented, you know, like yeah. you're sitting at a desk and, and you're, you know, uh, like banging your brain out to figure out things. I mean, that's not being an entrepreneur. That yeah. is um, a high-paid, if you're lucky, self-employed.
1: Well, it's like two weeks, two weeks ago, almost maybe more now. I was I was skiing out in Colorado in Vail, Colorado, uh, with my wife. You know, that's one of our first vacations of the year. Um, I try and unplug as much as possible that way. But I tell people like I'm getting, I'm putting in the hustle. And people are like, well, you're on vacation. I'm like, exactly. I hustled so hard that part of my hustle is skiing at high altitude and ripping sweet powder on my skis, man. I'm like, why Why else am I working so hard, right? This is part of my equation. And yes, because I can unplug most of the time, I've got everything already taken care of while I'm gone. So, and I actually made about 15 grand while on vacation and I didn't do anything. Well, I did. Kudos. It's the work that I did, you know, a- along the way. So I just happen to see the numbers cha-ching, cha-ching in while I'm on a trip. So it's like, which more than pays for, by the way, that vacation, but that's a whole different podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats on that.
1: Yeah, right. It's you know, I mean, let's let's pause on that. We're talking about some of the benefits or some of the reasons why you hustle so hard to enjoy life balance, right? And back back to the money and everything else. But let's not let's not be crazy or let's not forget this important point. People hearing this who are on the beginning stages, they're like, yeah, but you still got to put in a lot more work in the beginning. I would agree with that. You will probably put in more hours and more work in the beginning. I think what I like, what you're hinting at here is you can't forget the balance along the way. Yes, you may have a percentage more hours in the beginning, really trying to figure things out, get it going, get it going and going. But the whole point here is not just one, down the road, you better be building that system to free you of a lot of those processes. But two, understanding from the beginning to the end, if you don't have life balance, what is the point? You know, you're pushing away friends, you're pushing away families, you're burning yourself out, you're becoming the, the weird entrepreneurial loner.
0: <laughs> uh, are you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, every now and then you have to do a sprint or two or three. Uh, you have to be very mindful that it's a sprint and you need to put very strict boundaries to it because it's so easy to go from a sprint into a marathon that never ends. Sure. Uh, but the thing is, yes, in the beginning, I mean, your business development will go as fast as you have leverages. Like the only thing that can speed up the process are different leverages. Okay. Money is, is, is a big leverage, a very big leverage. And usually most entrepreneurs in the early stage, they don't have too much money. They're, uh, you know, Uh, bootstrapping through the early stages. And of course, then you have to substitute that lack of money with more involvement, more of your time, more of your work, and so on. But that should be a sprint. You should still have the mindset that as soon as you have some positive cash flow coming in, you start investing in creating a system and taking yourself out as soon as possible. Mm. I mean, the difference between a solopreneur and between an entrepreneur is really just one decision and and that decision will guide everything that you do <clears throat> creating systems is boring for most entrepreneurs so that's number one it's Very boring true. i mean it, it well it is yeah um and 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 the second thing is it takes more time than if you just you know uh burn uh, kill fires as they become it
1: mm-hmm. takes
0: more time when you're killing the fire plus creating the system. But what's easy now will you know, eventually have big consequences on the long run, you burning out. And what's hard right now in the beginning will return in multiple ROIs through the time because suddenly you have a system in place. Um, I have a good friend who's, who always says, do everything as if you're doing it for the last time. Document, record, uh, whatever. Just make a note, make processes, make KPIs, make benchmarking along the way. Do everything as if you're doing it for the last time. And that will create that system. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a huge system for a six-figure business. Systems, bigger systems come you know, after 5 million, 10 million in yearly revenue with, you know, so-and-so many employees and so on. So it's not a huge system that you need to create for, you know, uh, half a million to million, but you need a system. I mean, you need – if you have a system, that gives you the freedom. System is the freedom.
1: Hmm. Okay. I like it. Well, and obviously you didn't always figure that out either. You had to figure this out along the way. Uh, Now, (laughs) my intrigue, part of your backstory is – because let, let, let's 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 help people understand why you now put, preach this so much. So, I think the number was when I uh, it was like thirty. Yeah, like back, was it around thirty years old. You had that big financial hiccup. I think. Yes. I, let's yes. establish yes. this. If this is true, a collective debt ratio of about five mil, as in five yes. million dollars U.S.
0: Yes. Yes. Without an option to do personal bankruptcy.
1: Ouch. All right.
0: Yes, because yeah. in Europe. Um, the thing was, at least back in that time, maybe they've changed the law, I don't know. But back back then, if you were a business owner and your companies went bankrupt yeah. and you couldn't pay last paycheck, taxes and so on, um, that was effectively um, disabling you to perform personal bankruptcy. Mm. And so I was left with all that debt, <clears throat> phone calls from People who I was owing money to in companies uh, started with, hey, we're just checking out. Uh, then they went to, hey, we're gonna sue you. And then it was like, you know, a call from a mafia boss where, you know, they told you what they will do to you and and, and so on. <clears throat> and of course, you know, I the thing was why all that happened to me was uh, I was that crazy winged type entrepreneur. Uh, not laying down any foundations. Like when I talk about those times, I always reference to the Three Little Pigs story. Yeah. And all my businesses were that first house made out of straws. And <clears throat> when the first wind of crisis blew in, uh, bam, it was a domino effect. And, uh, you know, because of that, I went through depression, anxiety, darkness, uh, suicide attempts, and so on until I had the. Uh, aha moment, and I was able to I was able to uh, figure take ownership of every mistake that I did in the past that led me to that failure, and start working on uh, my personal and business development.
1: Well, what was the trigger there? Because I mean, you put this stuff right on your website. I'm actually screen sharing now for our. Facebook live yeah. feed and what will be on YouTube as well when this share, uh, share owes, show airs. So part of your frustration, right? You talk about the five mil from hero to zero, right? You're crushing it, kicking kicking ass and taking names, and then boom, nothing. And not just nothing, you got negative nothing. Five million, yeah. negative nothing. And, Below zero, yes. Yeah, I mean, and psychologically, you put right on here, you romanticized the thought of, <coughs> of, suicide, suicide. of suicide so much. And talking about the whole throwing yourself over a balcony and what flipped the switch man i mean that's a big switch flip <laughs> um you mean uh, go, going from the, this, the, the suicidal this, to the okay man what am i gonna do how do i f- turn this around i mean that's a big okay. turnaround
0: okay the aha moment yeah. oh there you go uh, so yeah so so i was on the balcony uh um uh, sitting like I mean, I have to retrack a little bit. So you know, um, this was months after the failure. Okay. And you know, darkness was slowly creeping in. My head was like a nuclear reactor. <laughs> all those threats, uh, uh, the anxiety, the depression, <clears throat> not seeing anything. You know, like I thought, okay, I used all the good part of the life, and and like this is it. This is the new reality. There's no <clears throat> going up. I I, I saw no way of getting myself out of that hmm. and then i started asking myself you know like what's the point of going on right. and then that suicide was the answer to that nuclear reactor all i wanted was some peace in my head some silence and i wasn't able when i was alone at home there wasn't silence The the buzzing in the head wouldn't go away uh, <clears throat> Every Friday evening, when the phone call stopped until Monday morning, I wasn't looking forward to the weekend. I was trying not to sleep for as long as I could to kind of extend the weekend, you know, because you go to bed, bam, eight hours are gone. And and so in my head, I was like, if I don't go to sleep, it will seem as the weekend lasted for three or even four days. Hmm. I was already dreading the Monday morning. Um, And so uh i was on my balcony smoking a cigarette the apartment was about to be taken away from me in about 10 days i was on the fifth floor and at one moment i just climbed over the over the fence and i was hanging like you don't even remember doing it you just were there um yeah like all of that is a little bit foggy still i don't know how long i was on the other side of the fence maybe it was seconds maybe it was minutes maybe it was half an hour just hanging out holding on well looking down and i was wondering am i going to do this right or am i just gonna end up on a wheelchair because that was not a solution that was what was frightening me was you know what if i don't do it correctly because if i end up on a wheelchair the problems won't go away the silence will not come and in that moment I started a very heated dialogue with myself, and I used a lot of very juicy words. So I'm not <laughs> going to repeat them here. But it was, you know, along the lines like, uh, "You were stupid. How could you do this? Um, you, you, you messed up everything. You, you made so many bad decisions. It was you, 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 you." And it was for the first time <clears throat> when I realized that it was all me. There's no one because to blame because before that moment it was the economy the government the situation uh, my past business partners employees like anything and everybody else but me mm. i needed to justify that you know i it wasn't me and that was the first time i took ownership over that but that moment when i did that was like this huge aha moment oh my god if i was able to accumulate all that wealth with all those stupid mistakes that I did, if I change, if I start making better decisions, if I learn some stuff, I can do even bigger. I already did it once, I can do it again. And that point. was that powerful moment where I started seeing the light again. And I didn't need much. I was always a fighter, you know? But for the past few months, I saw no light. And and that Fighting died in me Hmm. because of all that happening in my head. Oh, you you
1: moved from a confident place to, you know, a lacking place. And, you know, like you just hinted at, you were belittling and everything else, but that's a powerful, like, hello, wait, flip of the switch, because that is, I mean, man, people can apply that to so many parts of our lives. It's not just a $5 million of combined debt mistake, but it's like, man, like if we just step up faster And own our shit. Own our mistakes. You know, just own it. Right? Scott. Yeah. uh,
0: Just want to say, it wasn't just the money. I lost all my companies. I got divorced. I lost... uh, All my friends from the past were part of, you know, rotary clubs and cigar clubs. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, these are my best friends ever. Yeah, well, guess who stopped answering my phone calls uh, first? And so I was left Basically, with maybe two or three friends, mm-hmm. my mom, because my father passed away uh, a few years earlier, and, and that was it, you wow. know, all alone in the whole world. Um, um, my past business partners, they got out when it was still time, and I was left with the whole burden, you know, I felt uh, like abandoned and, 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 you know, all alone. I mean, it, it wasn't just the money. I think the money was the easiest part. It was more because I was always this passionate people person. Mm. I really cherished those relationships. We'd done some crazy stuff together with those people. You know, when you oh. when you're at the cigar club after you finish smoking cigars and drinking whiskey, you go to a strip club and, and so <laughs> on. And um, it was thousands of dollars in a night just on 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 the alcohol and, and, right. and so on. And you know, like. Uh, I felt like, you know, like, oh, these are my mates, These are my friends. And, and you it's know, am- I was it's amazing left how, alone.
1: It's amazing how, well, not just money as you're hinting at, but just that when, when failure is established at that magnitude, it is interesting to see, unfortunately, who truly does care about you, right? Yeah. Like who is you know- your inner circle of trust, your true inner yeah. circle of trust?
0: yeah. I I gave jobs to so many friends. They usually were the worst employees and I still, yeah, you know, yeah. were were were, you know, like okay, like we are friends, like let them stay and so on. Though everybody like all the people I felt like oh, we are true friends jumped out of the ship the first. It was really like two or three friends who stayed with me and 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 my mom and and so I I really I lost Everything, yeah,
1: it's a lot Um, of loss,
0: yeah. But then after that aha moment, I climbed back in. Obviously, I I made a huge list because you know, uh, in the past few years, I've worked with over three and a half thousand uh entrepreneurs, and I still have to meet one who will come to me and say, Miha, I have I'm struggling with this failure. And I will say, "Oh my God, that's something I never failed at." Oh. <laughs> um, so I really did everything wrong. What you can do wrong in a business, like literally everything. You, so you, I had a lot to learn.
1: That's that's a, another great point. Is that uh, tying it back to your earlier point with uh, realizing, right, the the aha moment, and then it's like, wait a minute, I've already done all this. I've already made all the money to be able to do all that with a crap load of mistakes, like all kinds of mistakes. I did it, right? So it's like, wait a minute. All I got to do is do it again and do my best to learn from those mistakes, do it better. And there's no reason why I can't return the income because there's people like, again, I hate to bring it up because I know it's a polarized name, but people like Donald Trump. There's people like, I mean, basically all kinds of multi, multi multi-millionaires, non-politicians just saying, you know, and successful people, right, financially. And you
0: could lose it all and make it all back again
1: because yeah. you're, you already know how to do
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you already, like one thing, you know, like what I see with, with my clients is often I see bigger things for them that they can see. Hmm. But that's because I was there, they weren't. So it's much easier to see, you know, uh, to set big goals because, you know, for me, eight figures, nine figures, I was there, you know, like I know how to do that. I can do it again, Mm. you know, like that's the difference. So somebody who goes from a corporate job and and is used to making, I don't know, 10K a month in that corporate job can maybe see, you know, up to 20, 30, maybe even 50K a month, Mm. but it's very hard for them to truly, truly believe that they can achieve, you know, seven figures or seven figures a month, Um, you know. uh, For me, I mean, my last startup, made multiple nine figures uh, in the second year and, bef- and then I, I exited it. I mean, for, I, I know how to get there. Right. And so, you know, when, when, when I'm talking with people and they're like, oh, no, my God, I'm now doing 1 million and I really want to go to 10 million. Like, that's super easy. Like, you know, like that's, I mean, it really is. Like, like we need to spend half a year on laying down the foundation for 10 million. Then next half a year will be a little bit of transitioning, and then second year, bam, you're at ten million. So,
1: obviously, you turned it all around. <laughs> that's like that's probably like a whole podcast by itself. Uh, just like all the all the all the transitions, all the start making the right decisions, overcoming it. Uh, do you do you remember exactly like how long did it take to stabilize, like to get the the mobsters to stop calling you? You know, just oh, like-
0: that that happened next day. So next here. day. No, next day, I started calling. That was the first thing that I did in the morning. I started calling everybody. And I was honestly that serious. And I said, listen, now, if you want to do what you are always threatening to do, grab your gun, whatever. Here I am. Let's finish it today. If you want your money back, then you have to leave me alone. I'll uh call you once a month, give you an update. But in between, I need my peace, I need my quiet, because I don't owe five thousand and I can just get a job and get it done in two months. No, I owe five freaking million dollars. I need to create something huge to repay all that money. Right. And uh they agreed. But I was really like I wasn't bluffing. It's actually a good I, point. I it's like wait a minute. It. If
1: you kill me now you you have a guaranteed loss. Like I would like to make the money back to you. So, I can only do I'm, that if I'm alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but that that gave me that freedom, that that space to start working on myself. And the journey wasn't short. I, I spent about three and a half years working on my business development, personal development before I started my last startup. And that one, then with the exit, I was able to repay. Uh, at that time, it was almost seven million mm. with all the interest and everything, because that was in two thousand and seventeen, and my failure was in two thousand and nine. So that was yeah. eight years in between. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think you then- have
1: noted here on your site, uh, two thousand fourteen is when you created that new startup that generated eight figures, yes. and it was that was like the big bailout success, right? Yes. Yes. But,
0: but it was started in 2014. Then in 2015, then during the 2016, we were doing the, the, the exit. And then in the 17, uh, and end of 16, um, I was able to repay.
1: Wow. And then obviously you moved forward and then that was more of the epiphany. Obviously talking to your friend, going full circle back to the show, you're like, you know what, Wait, wait a minute. Why am I not coaching on failure? right cuz no, you, you did no, it in such no, a great magnitude no, no. Or?
0: no it didn't happen like that i kind of fell into the whole coaching thing i mean the thing was i first was thinking you know like what do i do now i had the freedom of choice mm-hmm. what do i do now and and my first idea was to go and travel around the world and try every burger and every craft beer
1: that's not, well, that's not a bad goal. Yeah. I mean.
0: yeah, that, that, that was my first idea. And that, oh, then and do
1: your meetups along the way, too. You get to still keep me <laughs> with me, some entrepreneurs.
0: That, you then, already
1: give me your lunch game plan. It's, it's drafts, <laughs> it's draft beers and burgers. Let's do this. So,
0: <laughs> but then um, I don't know. Somehow I didn't decide for that. Uh, it was clashing with a few other things. And, and so I just started going to meetups and, and startup incubators, accelerators. And I was just volunteering, you know, and people would come and ask me questions. And uh, a few months later, I was sitting with this friend before we came up with the fail coach idea. uh, We had uh, a few beers before that. And the first thing was like, oh, my God, like, okay, what do I do now? You know, like everybody's expecting me now to start a new business. Uh, Investors are calling me and saying like, hey, whatever you start, we want to be there with you. I don't know what to start. And this guy said, he said, well, I mean, you so love doing this, what you do. And I was like, what? Like, well, you you know, mentoring, teaching, brainstorming. Just do that. Be a coach. Yeah. Because, you know, like for me, a coach was like almost like saying, you know, like go do M- uh, um, M-Wave. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of, some people know, might take- lot of- yeah. I can see that.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um I, coach has that connotation a little bit I think you know but then but then when I started what I did I said to myself okay if I'm going to be a coach <clears throat> then I'm going to do it my way okay you know um and uh, uh and uh, yeah um after a few beers it all made sense and and then the fail coach idea and I started loving it but the thing is that I realized I don't have as much money as i had back then mm-hmm. but i feel like a billionaire in my heart by being able to help so many others so and i what, I don't what are your know thoughts on that explain. then
1: that's interesting that's interesting pause on that one right so because you make a valid point can people survive off easily survive off a of 10 grand a month in a corporate gig sure 10 grand a month yes. that's 120k a year after taxes it's doable you know you you live realistically you can make it happen um so making a million a year even better a lot more freedom and if you're smart with your money you don't carry debt you live cash to cash and you get your cash working for you um and now you can at least focus on like you're saying I want to feel like a billionaire i mean granted if i end up with a billion dollars great so it's interesting how to a lot of people we we're all guilty of this we we assign a dollar value to happiness it sounds yeah, like but, you're not that that way as much anymore
0: <laughs> well i mean the thing is that you know i had everything like you, you know if we go back i was 20 years old i had bmw m5 i bought another small car just to go to the city center because the <clears throat> bmw is too big to to like i went and <laughs> bought that car like you like most people buy a book on the amazon yeah. like really literally just i walk just up called with cash. the dealer and i said like i need this and yeah we have something waiting here for you like i didn't even sit see that car i just came there and 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 okay i'll take it like really like my my uh the way i was behaving was uh really really stupid uh but you know okay i was 20 something and then the trips the michelin star restaurants like Um, How many times I went to a three Michelin star restaurant and those were dinners for four, five, six, seven thousand US dollars for two people. Uh, Weekends where I would spend in a weekend 50, 60, 70, 80 thousand euros. Um, Credit cards with no limit. I had all of that. And you know what was the realization when I was left all alone in the whole world? I was empty on the inside. It was all on the outside. All of those things had no true meaning on the inside. You buy a new car. Of course, first few days, you are happy as a child. All those new buttons. After a week, it's just a car. Yeah, it's a and, tool. And, and, so, and, and one thing, uh, and you can see behind me, like that's my second dog, but the first dog, Happy. I adopted him when I was recovering uh, in, in, 20, in 2013. Uh, you know what? Hour or two with him walking around, priceless. Hmm. No money can buy that. Slowing down, I, man.
1: I like it. You got to slow yeah. down. Embrace the moments.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you start, you you, you know, like I, I guess I I started seeing the true value of the material stuff hmm. and what really matters, at least to me.
1: I, I, I have the same, part of the same backstory. I mean, not, not, not at your financial level, but again, because money's not everything, right? Like I left the corporate world for one of those reasons. I wasn't happy. Uh, I had gone back to the university, paid my way through school, had had the pieces of paper and stuff, had the corporate gig. I was making plenty of money at the time. I was making more than some of my friends coming out of college. I was in a, you know, title I hadn't found the entrepreneurial thing just yet, even though I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. But to tie together with you was, I wasn't happy. And I was actually very stupid with my money, just spending it like crazy, because I can keep making more. And uh, that's why I went and became the firefighter too. Like I had found out about that, decided that I wanted to give back. I mean, obviously I was going to extremes because the financial differences were huge. I mean, there was, he, the federal government does not pay you a lot of money to go fight fire. It's a joke. But the I went, I went full all in on the immersion. Now, obviously, I didn't keep doing that, right? I only did it for a couple of years. So I went to two extremes, and now I'm in the middle, right? It's okay to be successful and build successful things, but I want some of that freedom. I want to be outside. I want to be, you know, I go mountain biking, and I go skiing, and I go skydiving. Like, these are the lifestyle elements that it took me many years in my 20s to figure out. I didn't, but almost all of my 20s, was corporate dreams and the, the next promotion and the next salary. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, what I get out of it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, okay. I recently discovered two new why's that really, really drive me. And so okay. I'm ready to scale again. Uh, but not for the same reason. It's not for me. It's, it's to really like, I see what I do now just as a tool, to get to where I see my purpose is. Okay. And 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 uh, if you allow me, like just with a few sentences. So Absolutely, one is, man, go. Yeah. Uh, one is failure Anonymous, which would be like similar to Alcoholics Anonymous, mm. a nonprofit organization that would throughout the world create these small groups of people uh, sharing and talking because I saw how that helped me later on to really bounce back to really start the healing uh, and, and just to educate uh, people on, on how to have healthy relationship with failure because it's such a big taboo and uh, maybe you know, maybe you don't. Well, everybody knows that fear of failure is the number one dream killer. That's a no brainer. Absolutely. Uh, actually, failure is the number one reason for suicide among entrepreneurs. And so uh, very true. many times, many times when I tell my story, when I speak at conferences, uh, not just people who went through failure and were almost there to kill themselves or are thinking about it, reach out to me, but often families of those entrepreneurs who weren't brave enough to overcome it. And often I hear that they never had any closure. They wow. can't under- They couldn't understand why, what was happening in that man or women to do it. Yeah. And and after they hear the nuclear reaction, the emotions, this, that, uh, they say now we finally at least a little bit understand what perhaps drew our father or our mother to do that. And so that's one thing is the I, I really, anonymous.
1: I don't want you to jump to the next one. I just want to pause real quick and say, I I like where you're going with it. I mean because honestly, it does have a direct connotation with you know Alcoholics Anonymous, right? There, there's some people also, I like the anonymous piece because some people haven't been ready to talk about it yet. They're already starting down the failure route, but they haven't fully crashed and burned like at your level yet. So they, they're still making the mistakes. Oh my yeah, God, if, you can get, if they could go in there, no one's gonna know. They're in a safe environment with other people who have failed or might be failing at the same time. And if you can catch them and turn them around, before they hit like your level right? of failure. Wow, that'd be cool, that'd be cool.
0: That's why I do this podcast shows. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to reach to as many people as possible. I'm not promoting anything, I'm not doing anything salesy. I'm just trying to give as much value and, and, and maybe that inspiration that somebody maybe needs to pick themselves up and not go down that route and maybe not find that moment, that aha moment that yeah. I did. Uh, so that's, that's the one reason. And I don't want to be dependent on anybody to finance that or to support that. So I want to do that by myself. Mm. Um, and the second one is, like I said, those are my dogs. Like that's my second dog. But because of Happy, Happy was that first dog that I rescued. Uh, because of Happy, uh, I started loving myself again. I started working on myself again. Mm. I started uh, socializing again. He, he's my true angel. Mm. And uh, I want to give back to the animal community, um, if you say, if, if we call it that way. Um, and that's why I moved two and a half years ago. I moved to Serbia in Eastern Europe. They have huge problem with how they anim- treat animals and, and, and animals on the streets and so on. Mm. And I'm trying to do as much as I can, but uh, I feel that what I'm doing now is not enough. I want to create shelters. I want to uh, uh, talk with governments. I want to change mindset of people. I want to partner with a-listers uh, who kids look up to. Um, I want to buy mobile vans and and create them in mobile clinics and employ veterinarians and and you know so that they can go all around the, this Eastern Europe and then. Asia and Africa and South America. Uh, So those are the two. That's a big vision, man. I like it. Big wise. And if I want to achieve that, I I mean, it it was like a funny thing. A few months ago, uh, a a lot of people asked me like, why do you do this? I mean, you know, you you live in Eastern Europe, like here. I mean, you live like a king with less than $2,000 a month, like literally like a king. You can eat three times a day in the best possible restaurants you can find and you still won't be able to spend that money. So what do I need? I need less than one one one-on-one client a month to have a nice lifestyle. Plus, you know, I had my exit. So it's not that I do this because uh, I have to. Um, One thing is this is the best way I know how to provide value to other people. Uh, I, I, I joke that I have two left hands. Um, so, you know, if you need some help around the house, I can drink the beer, I can eat the pizza. You can cheer but, you everybody know, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to be too helpful with, you know, putting IKEA stuff together or something like that. Um, nice. and so this is the best way that I know how to bring value to people. And I want to help as many people so that they can achieve the freedom. And in return, I'm going to fuel all of that towards those two nonprofits. I love it. And that's that. That's the bigger vision. I, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to live long enough to see both of them manifest, but I'm sure not going to stop until I die.
1: Well, I love it because, I mean, I, we are actually coming closer to the end of the show now. And, and we usually eventually, over the years, that's why I now ask my guest co-hosts, uh, we'll get that in a moment where you can leave behind some final, all-encompassing words. But... I've realized after running this show going on four years that people like yourself and and others, we've reached points in our lives where it's not just who you're helping or how much you're helping, but what is that legacy that we're leaving behind? And that's, that's a good point. If you can lay the framework, the groundwork, the horsepower to establish one, if not both of these new whys... And they can, and just left, it's left in your legacy that's sustainable and it continues on after you. That's huge. And, and that's something that I realized myself because when you and I talked before doing this show, I told you last time we communicated that yes. I just launched my foundation. And yes. I don't know where it's all gonna go yet. I don't know if it's gonna get big or not, but it's like, you realize, like, wait a minute, what am I doing along all of this? And I love the alignment. With a non profit initiative. Even if I didn't create my own, I, I was already helping others. But you and I get these point where it's like, wait a minute, I have a vision. I, I want to build something. And it's exciting. It's very exciting, actually. So
0: it's a great, yeah, great I mean, why. If, if somebody would have something similar already done, I would just join them and support them. But um, I haven't seen anything that I would say I, I fully 100% believe in this. Hmm. So, um, I just have to do whatever I think I need to do.
1: That's what we have to do. Um, and then, and then, yeah. then once you put that vision in place, like me, I've already, I've, I've already applied, uh, added in two board members to keep myself in check. Uh, and then maybe there'll be more down the road. I don't know. But I, that way, at least people knew that hey, it's not just me. But that was my choice. Because what, what I'm doing, I have to make sure people see that it's not just me. Uh, there are other people who are balancing the decisions and everything else. But uh, it's. And that was already fun to do too. It was fun, like picking out a couple of board members. I'm like, oh, I'm excited! Like, I got a team. You know, it's like I got to, We gotta again back to your full circle, back to your earlier part in the show, right? Building a system, building a team, something that's not just dependent on me. I made sure it happened
0: from the get go. And yeah, you yeah. you are that that momentum builder, and you create a system that can then move forward because if it if it relies. 247 7 on you then that's not scalable no. then you, you can't create the momentum to create a movement that can go around the world mm-hmm. you you can't you physically can't so i'm not expecting me to be the one who saves the world from failure i just want because the thing is no but the thing is what i miss in this world is more people are talking about failure yes But they're still brushing it off very casually, you Mm, know, like Elon Musk. I applied for, I don't know, KFC or whatever he applied for. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of 23 people, uh, he was the only one who wasn't accepted or something like that. I mean, and then ha-ha. But, you know, when we go into true big failures where, you know, emotions were included, where negative self-talk, you don't hear people talk about that. And, you know, like my numbers are crazy big. Most people can't really even think about those numbers because they've never had them. Um, but when we talk about emotions, when we talk about this other stuff, who, who went through failure didn't felt like, you know, that, uh, that they can't breathe, that there's this nuclear reactor. So when we start talking about that stuff, that's when we can... Relate to each other, yep. even if we had different experiences. And I want to generate that momentum. And the only way I know how to do it is by popping up in uh, other podcasts and, and, and sharing the story as, as truthfully um, and, and, and as, you know, uh, the, the way it was with the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. And uh, hoping that I can generate enough momentum little by little so that this will go off, I don't, I don't need to be a frontman. I don't need to be, I mean, you know, it's, it's not about me. I just want this taboo called failure to vanish. Like, if somebody else wants to do it, I'll support them 100%. But I haven't found somebody or an organization that would do it in a way that I would say, oh, I really align with this. Like, I'm just going to support them and that's it um, they're doing fine job already. Um, so until I find that I'm just going to keep going, keep going, keep going.
1: I love it. Well, we are approaching the end of the show. So, I mean, you actually did drop a lot of bombs and a lot of powerful words here at the end, but I'll leave one last opportunity here. I mean, is, is there anything you wanted to leave behind, like an all encompassing message to kind of sum it all up? I mean, with the fail coach, I I love it. With the the two new goals, these two new whys, they're going to fuel you in 2020 and beyond uh, as far as these nonprofit ideas. So, I mean, is there anything else you want to leave behind, an all-encompassing message about that legacy or anything? Um,
0: I I would say, like, I'm guessing majority of your audience are entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs. Um, So I'll say this. The number one thing that you need as an entrepreneur is healthy relationship with failure. That's one thing that you will be uh, faced with a lot and you need to know how to deal with it. And the second thing that's super, super important is build foundation first and always go back to foundation. When you want to go to the next step, it's just like building a house. You start with the foundation. You don't start at the second floor and then, Once, when you say, oh, now I want to uh, make my house larger, you always go back and make sure that foundation are in place for that bigger house. Same goes for your business. I know it's boring. I know it it feels like, oh, I don't need this. I mean, the other day in, in, in one Facebook group, I asked, you know, like, how many of you have at least some sort of a lean business plan for your business? And one guy said, oh, dude, it's 2019. Uh, all you need now is an Instagram account.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh, my. I mean... That's another yeah, whole podcast. I, I, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so, wild. yeah. Build foundation first. It's so, so, so important if you want to have a sustainable, long-term, profitable business.
1: I love it. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies... And gentlemen, I think have pretty much dropped the mic on that one. That was solid. The foundation is key. Okay. If you can't build the framework above it, you can't put the roof on it above it without a solid foundation, it all comes crashing down. So anyway, I'm just screening sharing one last time. Ladies and gentlemen, check them out at fail.coach, not com, not to add anything else, fail.coach. And uh, we'll let you guys go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Miha definitely helped us do that today. And remember, you too can live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon.
0: Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at LiveTheFuel.com.